there it is, ladies and gents. Happy Friday. I'm excited to get this one on the road because we got a great guest in store for you guys today. You want to think like a leader? You got to be a leader. You got to learn a couple things about business. And that's okay because every episode is the opportunity for us to learn something new. Let's do it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this thing. Who do we got here today? Uh, before we get started, just a friendly reminder, ladies and gents, please help me out. Like, share, and subscribe, because every time you do, you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find a problem to their solution. All right, ladies and gents, we are in for a treat today. After launching a medical company, a fashion company, pharmaceuticals company, manufacturing and distribution company, our guest now runs websites and social media groups to encourage more entrepreneurs to succeed in their own right. Argus is the CEO of Newswire. He's an American entrepreneur, personal development author, speaker, and is the host of Success, Motivation, and Inspiration, which you can find on Amazon Fire TV. Now, if you want to learn how to be successful, then this episode is for you. Our man literally wrote the book on how, uh, our man literally wrote the book on it, how you can find, and you can find it at www.howtobesuccessful.com, and that's how to with the number two. And with such an impressive resume, I can't wait to learn from this entrepreneur. So let's welcome to the show, M. Curtis McCoy. Ooh, there it is. Welcome to the program, Curtis. Man, I appreciate that, Hernan. This is, I got to just say right off the bat, this is the, uh, you're the fourth, actually fifth pod podcast I've been on today. And your show, everything is phenomenal. I mean, it's a, uh, I'm just looking at the graphics, the layout, your introduction, the personality. This is an incredible show. I'm, I'm honored to be a guest. Well, thank you very much. I, I imagine you're about to go on a podcast where you're going to do a lot of different podcasts. And hopefully, uh, I set the bar right up here, right? So let's do this, man. Thank <laughs> you for coming on. Let's, let's, let's teach our audience a little something. The, the cool thing about what we do as far as podcasting, especially on our show, is I am blessed and given the opportunity to plug into the matrix. And literally today, I'm gonna plug in and upload all the experience I possibly can from what you've already accomplished. And you've got quite a resume. So let's start with the very beginning. What is it that you got into? What What is it that drives you? Why are you going from podcast to podcast to get your brand out there? Well, so what I'm doing right now, that's actually an incredible question, but as you probably know, if you if you know about my background, I've had, you know, I, I had companies where I was sponsoring the Denver Nuggets cheerleaders. I mean, the Denver Nuggets dancers, the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, working with IFBB pro bodybuilders, including IFBB, I mean, including uh, Andy Hammond, who actually recently passed away, but just an incredible guy. He was the the one that Disney did the Incredibles movie after. Mm. Uh, his family played the Incredibles, had their spandex suits and stuff. and But the whole family, everybody from his little kids up to him and his wife were just absolutely shredded, you know, so kind of a cool group of folks to work with. And I had the uh, cosmetic medical laser company, the pharmaceutical company, Christian clothing company, quite a few different businesses. But I, I really wanted to get into, I mean, even after that, I, I launched a telecommunications company 
where, you know, best cellular, we had over 250,000 customers a month hitting the website. So did very well as far as building, building businesses and, and making money, but was not just absolutely not happy with what was going on in life. It's like, mm. had no friends, no, no family that I was spending time with. I mean, I'm close to my family now, but just working so hard, grinding so hard that I really had no ability to enjoy life or do anything besides just work. So kind of moved in now to where I'm doing, helping other entrepreneurs, coaching them, get through some of the struggles and, you know, figuring out how to make their businesses profitable, but also how they can get some of the, some of the stuff kind of delegated and Mm -hmm. build a successful business without, without devoting their entire life every waking minute towards growing that business. You know, it's, it's funny. This week, I feel, has been a lot of work-life balance questions. And maybe it's, it's what's in the air. Maybe it's the way because of the way the economy is shifting. Maybe because it's post-COVID and we're like, we don't want to go to a nine-to-five anymore. We have the flexibility to be at home. But for me, when when I do the podcast, when I do whatever it is that I'm doing in my business, I it's something that I would be doing in my free time anyway. And yep. I feel like when you're in your in your younger years, when you started to develop these businesses, it was fun. It was exciting. There was a reason why you were focusing here and not focusing on family or other yep. things because this is what you love to do. Now, now later on in life, you start thinking, okay, well, maybe I do want to have other things in my life. Where does that mindset shift? Where do you start deciding that, okay, maybe it's not all the money in the world that will make me happy. Maybe I need to start searching for other things. Well, and that was part of it with the, you know, building these successful companies that were successful, but not fulfilling. Mm. Um, I started realizing that there was a, with, with the telecom companies, I own three retail cell phone stores. And we realized that I mean, people could go, if I died tomorrow, every one of our customers by the end of the week would have, they'd have switched to a different phone company. And it wasn't like there was any type of a personal branding or anything going on there. So if I died, nobody even knew the name, the owner of the company's name. They, mm. they had no clue that I had even had anything to do with it. And so every business that I had built, like I was talking about before, you know, a lot of different companies in different industries, but every time we switched, switched niches or switched industries or, you know, something happened. I, I mean, companies fail, but when one of those failed, because I had not built that personal brand, nobody knew who I was. And so I was starting from scratch every single time back starting at zero trying to build the company up where you see guys that have built a, a successful brand like uh, Richard Brunson, for example, with Virgin Me- Media, Virgin Airways, Virgin Records, Virgin Galactic, all these different companies. Uh, he actually, Virgin, he had Virgin uh, Virgin Mobile, a cell phone company. Mm-hmm. His company failed a few years before ours, you know, before we shut ours down. But that was one where this guy, because he had built a personal brand where people recognized his name and recognized the Virgin brand, he could do anything that he wanted to. And it was a success because people already know, you know, knew, like, and trusted his, his brand that he built. So I'm working now. The fifth book that I'm writing is on personal identity and personal branding where I'm interviewing other experts and, you know, guys who have really created a great brand and also people who understand who they are and they've got a great identity and they know, you know, they know their purpose in life. So kind of trying to share that, you know, with, with future readers. Did you feel like your mindset shifted more towards legacy or do you want it to be more towards brand power or kind of a combination of both? Absolutely a combination of both. Another great question, man. Thanks, dude. I mean, because I feel like 
the clarity gets clouded from time to time, right? People, myself included, are searching for fame and fortune, but then the question comes up, well, fame and fortune, what are you famous for? Like, where, or where did you make your fortune at? And, and rarely do we get that clarity on why we want to have this thing in our life. So for you, brand and legacy, you know, power and legacy, why are you searching for those sorts of things at this? Well, I mean, you kind of answered it, but at this point, and how are you going to use that power or how are you going to use that brand? Is it specific or because like, for example, do you have a specific next venture in mind or are you just kind of building uh, that that brand to be able to pull team members and put together, you know, a, a star cast or something? Well, so as you said, the brand is power. I mean, your your brand is you, that can be applied to absolutely anything. As long as you've built a strong, reputable, credible brand that people trust, you can go any direction you want to. But I went from like with the telecommunications company was an industry that I hated, but I was doing that to, you know, build a financial legacy. It was actually, I was diagnosed with brain cancer back in 2010 and oh. given less than 90 days to live. So the doctor said zero chance of survival with a malignant glioblastoma brain tumor. And so oh. as I was fighting that, you know, I was having seven to 10 seizures a week, lost all the companies that I had in Denver, everything that I had lost just pretty much overnight there, woke up one morning and had lost the use of half my body. So oh. it was like a, uh, they thought it was a TIA stroke originally. Could not communicate, couldn't write, couldn't speak. I, you know, paramedics showed up. I was trying to write on a notebook, told them I'm diabetic. I just think I just had a seizure too low, but you know, give me some sugar and I'll be back up to normal. And the note that I was writing out on the paper, I wrote out this whole paragraph about being diabetic, handed it back to the paramedic. And he says, uh, uh, he reads it off. He goes, chicken, pituitary, waffle, phone charger. Oh, he man. Hands it back to me and I look I'm like, no, and I'm bodybuilding at the time. So I cross out this thing. I'm, I'm ticked. I'm like, what the heck? So I write down another note trying to tell him exactly what's going on. Handed it back. He looks at it and handed it over to the, maybe like a senior paramedic. And the guy goes, oh, get him on the gurney where he's having a, he's having a stroke. So he hauled me in, realized that I had this brain cancer going on. And so that was why I first, you know, I moved back lost lost the companies lost absolutely everything had to move in with my parents that they had a one bedroom cabin up in uh up in crawford colorado like 35 miles from the nearest stoplight so i was sleeping on their living room floor on an air mattress that would deflate and went from being real successful to bottom couldn't drive couldn't i mean absolutely nothing couldn't even live alone because they didn't know if i was gonna have a seizure and you know choke on my own saliva in the middle of the night and die so you you literally were at the lowest low. I mean, facing your, your, you might not be here. Like this is the reality that you're facing that that tomorrow may not exist for you. Yeah. How did that shape the way you wanted to go forward? Like what ended up happening after the diagnosis? After you know, after you're staying with your parents, how, what happens and how does that change your mindset going forward? So I'd been reading books. Before, I mean, for years I'd read hundreds of books. Um, I've actually got a copy of the first one that I read when I was, I think I was 13 years old, picked up this, how to win friends and influence people. Still and, the uh, same one. Look at that. Yeah. I've read through that a couple dozen times and, but I knew that I, you know, I was going, okay, I'd lost everything. I've got no money to leave behind to my parents and basically I have nothing to leave my mom. And so I was going, I know I want to leave a legacy of some kind. And so that's when I started, you know, as I was still reading books and stuff. But I also had this memory problem. So every book that I was reading, I would take these notes, kind of blog post type of notes, 
just trying to remind myself what I had just read in the previous chapter. So mm -hmm. I was almost paraphrasing each chapter as I read it. And I've done that for quite a while. And then I was thinking, you know, I'm going, okay, I've got 60 to 90 days to live. And that ended up keep going longer and longer where I'm, I'm around, you know, over 12 years later now. But wow. I was thinking, well, as I was writing these books, when these notes, me paraphrasing other people's writing doesn't do anything. I mean, my mom's never, never going to read through these notes of other people's book. But if I could maybe start interviewing these other leaders who I, I admired, maybe that'd be a good way to... I, I wasn't doing it to get famous and build a personal brand at the time. It was just so that my mom could have a copy of, you know, some, a copy of my book there laying that she could read through and kind of remember, kind of have something to remember. And then as it started taking off, you know, I wrote three additional books. The health was coming back. I was, I was recovering against all odds against what the doctor said would happen. And so before publishing that book, I self-published three additional books to make sure that I understood the algorithms, make sure I understood how to rank the books and make this how to be successful, think like a leader, make that rank a number one bestseller. And so when we published that, it was the first one that I wrote, but actually the fourth one that was published and ranked bestseller in nine separate categories, number one bestseller in nine categories on Amazon. And kind of a cool, cool accomplishment for somebody who's never published a book. Yes, cool dude. Thing. Yes. All right. Well, Okay, so now you got this, uh, you've, you've built businesses, you've written books, you've successfully learned how to sell a book, because there's a lot of great writers, but not always best sellers, right? You got to be yep. a top selling uh, author in order to, to actually be successful. And the name of the book, I mean, it, you literally have um, four different ones, but the one that we talked about was on how to, um, what was it? Called How to Be Successful, Think Like a Leader. With a two. Right? Yeah. How to be successful. Think like leaders. Well, the, so the, the website the, is, yeah, how the number two be successful.com. Right, right. And give me the skinny. How how do you become successful and thinking like a leader? What does that mean to you? So that's one of the really cool things about this book is I had I wrote it not from my own perspective on just how I built all these successful companies, but I actually interviewed people like the inventor of the MP3 player. Uh, the number one Navy, number one ranked Navy SEAL team sniper in history, the guy Jeff Wobig, won the Maxim uh, Maxim magazine Maximum Warrior competition, and he he hit a shot that was so far, you know, they had, they had their range and it was getting dark, I guess, and he went through the first four or five shots, and then there was one so far out down the range that they didn't even turn the lights on because they're going nobody's There's even no able way. to see this, and so he shot the first four, and then shot the next one and you, you know, wait a couple seconds and they waited and ding. And so then because the lights weren't on and the camera was not on that, that shot, they had to go, you know, send somebody down there, however far down to turn that, turn that lights on on the target, then video it and hit, hit the target the second time. So, so that was a guy that, you know, the number one Navy SEAL team sniper, he's Navy SEAL team five, Navy SEAL team seven on the discovery channel, um, doing operation War rhino wars. Just a stud. He's a good dude. Um, so interviewed him, interviewed the a leader of a very successful church, an ex-convict who had got out of prison and turned his life around to become successful. And also there are stories of like a couple of different homeless guys. One that I met, I was driving by him a Jaguar. He, um, you know, was trying to start a fight with the, the rich effing prick in the Jaguar. You know, when I was planning on bringing him snacks, I'm like, I'd gone back and brought a uh, orange creamsicle and, and some stuff trying to, Help the guy out, but then as he was cussing and yelling at me, I'm going, 
he kind of made his own choice that that cut off his potential for for something good to happen to him that day. Yeah. And, and contrasted that with another guy that I met who is when I met him was driving a twin turbo Ferrari, custom Ferrari, and had built his own trust company, made you know, v- become very successful after being homeless. So there's the contrast of those two guys in there. Um book is 27 separate chapters though with all kinds of incredible interviews and just like I said, it's not me telling you here's how I became successful. It's interviewing these other leaders who have done incredible things. The guy that invented the MP3 player did an interview in there, uh, Nathan Nathan Schulhoff. So all these guys have just got very different backgrounds, very different experiences and skill sets, and them telling you their thoughts on how to be successful and how to think like a leader. What do you What do you believe? success looks like i think every entrepreneur has an idea of what they believe success looks like when they start and then once they get going they have a different idea or different metric of how they define success uh when you got into business what did you think success was going to be like and how do you define it today that's a that's not a good question so as a as a young guy it was always about making enough money and if that's your goal if if your if your goal is strictly money, there will never be enough. Mm. So that's I, I worked up. So with the telecom company, I built an app called Signal Booster Reloaded, that was the top in the top 10, 10 ranking apps on the Google Play Store worldwide. And you know, got up to where I was going. Okay, if I could make hundred bucks a day, that'd be cool. Okay, if I could make a thousand bucks a day, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, now I'm making 14, 15, whatever. I was on track to make $158,000 at the, at the end of April, like just from a month of month of revenue and, or month of profit. And even that, I was driving a $300 piece of crap old truck that I hated, living in the back of one of my retail stores and, and still like, you know, not eating nice dinners and stuff. It's I'm trying to trying to save every possible dime because every dollar I put in, $3 would come back out with the, mm. with the app advertising. And I was absolutely not happy, even though the the revenue was on this incredible growth curve. It was still not ever. I never felt like like I had become successful. And so that's why, why? Yeah, like like what, because what about, it's, a, it's an what addiction, you know. And you when you start making money like that, if your goal is money, it's just like you know. I've never I, I've never even smoked a cigarette, but um, I'm sure it's like somebody that's doing cocaine or something like that where. You know, they try a little bit going, Hey, this is kind of cool. And then they try some more and try some more. And pretty soon you, you have to keep increasing the dose and money was the same way where if I had nothing else to focus on, you know, every time you make, make a dollar, what I'd figured out, like with the advertising on the app, every dollar I threw at it, almost $3 came back in revenue. So if you pay, you know, pay on the app advertising, mm-hmm. um, so you have to live the- like you're almost to keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Business. But at the same time, okay, the way you described it, I feel like it was almost gambling, right? Like the, the reason why you keep going is because you keep winning. You don't want to leave the table because you keep winning. You keep winning. You keep winning. Um, and then you find yourself stuck in this loop, or this perpetual loop that just continues going forward. So what do you define success today then? You've gone through the ups where you're continuously making more money. You figured out how to build a business, launch it, actually make it successful. So making the money isn't the definition of success. So how do you define it today? So what I'm doing now, and I'm actually in a, in a not even close to the same financial situation that I was in. Um, 
I'm about as broke as I've ever been right now. And I would say that I'm more successful because I've got speaking on stage. I, I just did a speech in uh did an event in San Antonio, San Antonio or Atlanta, this last one, but got off the stage and two people approached me crying. Two two guys, mm. you know, grown men approached me, tears in their eyes, and talking about how you know it just had changed their heart. And these guys were both thinking about suicide as they were, you know, as I as I was speaking. Mm. And so that's where I'm at now. With, with uh, I don't know if you've been following me on Instagram, but there's a kid that just posted a couple of months ago here, posting his testimonial, the same thing where he was, he, he had called me, got on Facebook or whatever, searched out motivational speakers and sent a message, did, did a video call, thinking that that was a, uh, he basically had eaten half a bottle of pills and he was in the process of trying to commit suicide. And he's just mm. calling to leave a message with some random motivational speaker. You know, we had never talked, had no connection. He didn't have any clue who I was. But I answered the phone in the middle of the night. And as we were talking there, he started telling me about some of the abuse, the things that he'd gone through, and why he felt like, you know, he had no future and why he was going to kill himself. And so we talked about 45 minutes that night. And as we were talking, he, uh, you know, I shared some of my own personal stuff that I'd gone through. And he's telling, man, you were cut out to be you cut out to be great. You know, you're creating God's image. You're creating the guy that created the image of the God that created the entire universe and you're creating his image. So I mean, you, by default, you're incredible. You just got to see that. And as we were talking there, that was back in January. And then this, this event in March, I was getting ready to speak and he was texting, he texted me at two thirty eight in the morning. As I was in the hotel room, I got up, you know, I heard the text and got up and he started posting pictures and he was sending these, these things. And it was his, he was celebrating his 24th birthday nice. and, he, and he left this review or he left this uh, really real well-written, his new personal identity. So I'm, a, I'm an inspirational person. I'm a leader. I'm, I, I surround myself with successful people. And so he had sent this back. And then at the end of it, he said he had, le- it was his 24th birthday. And instead of being out partying or something, he had read my book cover to cover again. And so that was his, he sent over at two thirty eight in the morning. So that night that I was, you know, I was supposed to be to speak the next morning. I'd been working forever, probably six weeks trying to get this speech just perfect. The guys sent this message and I started from scratch writing at, at 2.38 when he sent that text. But you know what? The, what I was trying to talk about does not really matter. It's, you know, the kid that's decided to, decided not to end his life was, was a lot more important. So my speech, you know, starting that night in the middle of the night, got up and gave it just kind of freelance and that ended up being probably the best speech that I'd ever given. Definitely the best, best interaction for the audience. Your show is called success, motivation, and inspiration. And I mean, literally today's show is think like a leader. Uh, and, and what you did there, helping somebody through their problems is one of the things that a good leader does. Right. If you if you have an organization and you are leading this organization, you're not there to be the smartest person in the room. You're there to support your staff, to support your team, to help them succeed. And in doing that, you need to be motivational, inspirational. You got to be able to persuade. Tell me a little bit about your show and how you're doing that. I mean, you already gave me one hell of an inspirational story uh, in making, you know, saving someone's life. How are you taking that and bringing it into business? And hey, speaking of that, we need to get you on the show. You've got a, you're phenomenal on camera. You've got a great personality, great, just conversation skills are incredible. I'd like well, to have you. you on the show as well. I'd love um, to. 
basically we take, I, I get a hold, or I, I take leaders and influencers and people who have done incredible things just like I interviewed in the book and let them share their stories. So I'll ask them questions on the, on the show, kind of the same type of a thing, asking their insights on success, motivation, and inspiration, and let them share their stories on how they've overcome adversity, how they've built these massive companies, different things like that, and let them kind of share their insights. So rather than, I've never been a fan of the books or the the podcasts where it's one person talking at you, Mm. telling you, this is how I accomplished this. This is how I built this business. It's like, that's okay. But, but when you can get insight from a bunch of different people, I feel like that's a more, more valuable way to learn and probably less, uh, less skewed towards one person's opinion. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I mean, the interview process is, is phenomenal because imagine you read Dale Carnegie's book like 12 times, right? But if you had the opportunity to ask him a question, to clarify a thought or an idea or expand on, on a concept, I mean, that is so much more powerful to me. And that's what exactly what you're doing when you get to interview some of these leaders, because they have already documented, they've influenced you in some way or another, but now you get to kind of ask based on your own description of what's happening in your life, right? Because look, we, we all have ups and downs and no matter where we're at in life from the outside looking in is different from what we're feeling inside at this particular moment. We could have all the fancy cars, nice lights, stages, and people looking at us. And at the end of the day, there's torment right here going on between our ears that people don't quite understand. And if you get to talk to somebody who's already been through that, maybe their insight on how they broke the mold in their head or the barriers that were stopping them, that might be the spark that you need just to move on to the next day, the next hour, the next decision that keeps you moving forward. Well, just like in the book, being able to interview these different leaders with everywhere from a church leader to a ex-convict who are in there sharing their different, their stories on, you know, their feelings on success and stuff. Uh, I've even had one of my friends is he's the founder of Venture Advocates. He recently sold that and he's, uh, he also owns FranchiseSellers.com and he was interviewed in the book, Eric Payne. And so he recently contacted me and said, Hey, I've, I've updated a couple of things. If you could change this. So we went back and republished the book with, with his new insights kind of, you know, just a little bit of a change on how he's seeing life and stuff now. So that's one of the cool things with, with the, uh, with self-publishing is somebody can reach out and say, you know what, what I said isn't exactly what I feel right now. You know, I've, I've learned, I've grown, I've, I've got around some other successful people that kind of changed my heart or changed my thinking. And so we'll still, this book, if you buy it today, It'll keep progressing. Even the paperback version will keep, you know, the newer versions keep uh, keep getting better, better content as these leaders are are growing themselves as well. Yeah, every as we get better, we document our process better. As we become better human beings, we learn from our mistakes. We learn from other people's mistakes. We learn from each other, and then we document that, and everybody improves. It's the reason why society is where society is today because we learn from each other over over time. We get better and better and better. I don't know how it's going to happen when we go into the whole AI thing, but we'll see how the robots adapt to us at the yeah. same time. All right, uh, Curtis, we're running. We're starting to get to our end of our our time spot here. Um, before we head out, is there anything, any last minute thoughts or, or anything I may not have asked that you wanted to get out to the audience? There is always, I would say probably the biggest thing is if you've got a business you're working on right now. So for example, on Instagram, you see people say they'll have their title as 
motivational speaker, John Smith, or, uh, you know, artist, you know, Fred, whatever. Don't put that in your title. Don't make, don't make the profile about you. I would create separate profiles. So you can have one for your business, one for your, your personal, personal brand. It's like you with business bros podcast or business bros pod. I think it is on, on mm-hmm. all the social media platforms. If it was me, I would have that business one. And I'd also have your personal one and run those separately, but have them combined where you could keep, where you can keep growing that personal brand. So that if you 10 years from now, get sick of the podcasting thing or if podcasting just dissolves, you know, say that goes away and it turns into something else where people still know your name and, and you're the guy that they recognize. Um, that's my biggest failure that that I started way too late in the game on. So I would I would recommend right now start you know buy your own website domain. So like yes. I've bought mcurtismcoy.com, buy the domain with your own brand as well as your company brand, and be sure to start building. Be sure to build those out to where that's a something that people remember down the road. Absolutely, it's a long tail effect of creating content. This yeah. is one of the reasons why we do. What we do, ladies and gents, we're literally July. I'll be doing this for four years. We are almost, I think, Curtis, you are episode, uh, what is this? You are episode 965. That's 965 awesome. episodes that we put out, and it's helped me create a brand that didn't exist. Yeah. Content, like if you Googled my name or you Googled the podcast, page upon page upon page of search results has been an amazing transformation I believe from my from deepest heart that you can literally become anything you want to be. Yep. You can create yourself at any given time. And I think you're going to be doing that. And I'll, I'll, I'll add to the uh, buyer domain. When my kids were born, I bought their names as well. And I've oh, kept that's it. Smart. They haven't used it very much. I, I think um, created a couple landing pages for my son when he was selling stuff for school. Uh, but it's on his domain name, right? It's liamcs.com or milacs.com. And most for the most part, nothing really exists there, but it's there. They own it. I did the same thing for their Instagrams and their Facebooks and all this stuff. I own their names and it's theirs. It's just we're locking it up early, right? Create your brand as early as possible because that's all you really have at the end of the day. Curtis, one more thing. If people want to get a hold of you, if they want to get your book, how can they do that? So the easiest way, there's a few different ways. If you're looking to get a hold of me on social media, every social platform that I'm active on is under M. Curtis McCoy. So you can find me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything under, uh, say, Instagram.com forward slash M. Curtis McCoy. But you can also, if you just want a simple landing page, go to mcm.team. And that's got all the social profiles, the Amazon TV show, the books, everything there. And then if you'd like to get a hold of me for speaking engagement or coaching, go to mcurtismccoy.com. Or just Google me. I'm, I'm on the Google knowledge panel and stuff. So, Oh, there it is. Curtis, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Really enjoyed talking to you today. You're doing so many amazing things. You've had such an amazing story, an inspirational story. You literally were knocking on death's door, and here you are 12 years later, not only making a difference in your own life, but making a difference in other people's lives. You were put on this planet to do something special. You're figuring it out as you go. And and I commend you for your progress, my friend. One more time, ladies and gents, mcurtismccoy.com. And make sure you guys check out his podcast, Success, Motivation, and Inspiration. I'm sorry, his show on Amazon Fire TV. So Curtis, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure you guys go out there and be productive. Go out and make it happen. Peace and we're out. Love that, man. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. 
If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting 